Despite the uh, third selection in the 2003 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Andre Johnson, wide receiver, University of Miami. Gets the snap. Here's the rush. Chop throws over the middle. Caught. End zone. Touchdown, Andre Johnson. He's playing the drive. have done for me and my family has completely changed our lives. So I'm very thankful to you guys for that. Um, I hope that I please you guys with the way I played the game. A lot of people don't know, but I played. I played the game of football. I played the game very angry. And the reason I played that way was just because of where I grew up. never wanted to go back to living that lifestyle again. But when I was drafted here, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, coming to a new franchise, you know, I remember the commercials with David Carr having no line. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, man, like, you know, what? what is this that I'm walking into? But when I got here, you know, I just came and you know, I, I took the challenge. You know, I always like to be the underdog. And I took the challenge, and I just wanted to do everything I could to put this organization on the map. Um, the only regret I have is not helping this organization win a world championship. All right, guys. Welcome to Texans Unfiltered. 
I am a young Ari Gold. Got the Garden Texan here with me. Um, today's a, a completely different podcast than what we've we've done uh, in the past, and and probably what we'll do in the future. You know, we probably won't have a podcast like this again for quite some time. Uh, but today's podcast is going to be a tribute to Andre Johnson. Uh, as everybody knows, he signed his one day contract today. Retired with the Texans. Um, in my opinion, probably the most the the first. Texan Hall of Famer, I guess candidate you can say. Some people would say that there's no candidacy that he's he's gonna make it, and I'd like to be in that boat. But we can get into that a little bit later. Um, I want to start though where I where everything began for me, and, and and John, I know you you'll probably get into that too. And um, but you know I, I grew up in LA, I, so and I'll put this all out there. I usually don't talk about it, but I was born in Houston. I don't claim to be a Texan, and you guys—that's probably gonna—you guys are probably gonna hate me for it, and I get it. I'm, I moved to California. I was there for 19 years. Spent my whole childhood and my early, early adult life there. Uh, I was spoiled by championships of all sorts of different franchises in the area, from baseball to basketball. And I'm a diehard Laker fan. Um, moved out to uh, Houston when I was 18. It was 2002 right before the Texans uh, had their first inaugural season. And we didn't have a team in L.A. And football just isn't football like it is in, in Texas, in, in California. It's it's not the major sport that it is out here. I wasn't a huge football fan. I obviously knew what it was. And, you know, I watched some of the greats when you know, my dad would tell me about it. But um, I moved out here, and yeah, I said, all right, let's get into some football. Uh, I have a team now. I'm, I live in Houston. I'm going to be a Houston Texans fan. First year was rough. Uh, and then that next year, we drafted this wide receiver out of the University of Miami at pick number three. And at that moment, at that very moment, my life changed with the way I felt about this team. This team has now become my end-all, be-all for everything. I haven't watched one Laker game in a year and a half. I eat, sleep, and breathe in this Reddit, in our Reddit. You guys know it. You guys see me everywhere. I comment on as many as I can. I'm constantly on the website. I'm on anything that has to do with the Texans as much as I can be. And Andre Johnson is 95% of why I love this team. Um... What he means to this franchise and what he did at an early age from his rookie year all the way until when he left. And, you know, we can get into when he left and, and things like that later. Uh, I really don't want to talk about some of the, you know, the negative things that, that have happened. Um, I want to talk about the great things that we can remember him for. Um, today's a very emotional day for me uh, because I got to witness, in my opinion, the greatest wide receiver I will ever see, hands down. I don't think I'll ever see a wide receiver like Andre Johnson again. Um, and I'm like I said, I'm spoiled. I got to see Andre Johnson, and I got to see Kobe Bryant from the beginning of their careers all the way to the end of their careers. And a lot of people will be like, okay, why is he bringing up Kobe? They, were very, they are very similar in some senses from a work ethic standpoint. I honestly don't know two athletes that eat, sleep, and breathe the sport that they lived the way that those two athletes did. And I'm not going to go on a Kobe tangent, um, but 
in my opinion, the way that they approached the game, um, I think that's what separated them from all the rest of their, you know, all the rest of the people that were in the league during their time. Audrey was a stand-up guy. He's a father. What he did for the city of Houston during his time here, and then also after he left and is still doing. Um, I mean, the guy means so much. You know, uh, my wife constantly asks me, "Oh my God, it's just football. It's it's just football." Like, can't you just take yourself out for a little bit and just, you know, focus here or focus there? You don't get it. You don't get it. There's an emotional connection with these players and with this team that you will never, ever, ever, ever understand. And that's how I feel about the Texans and Andre Johnson. And, and uh, this is a great day. I'm really excited to do this podcast. I've been thinking about it all day. I don't think I've researched anything more in my life than making sure I knew anything and everything I could about Andre. And... Um, yeah, I mean, that's my story. I, I I can't wait to really start to dive into his career and some of the things he did. I hope you guys enjoyed the intro. Uh, we really wanted to make it special um, because this isn't going to happen for a while. Again, for some, you know, JJ will probably be the next one up, maybe Dwayne Brown. Um, and yeah, and, and John, I'm sure you have a similar story we were talking about. I mean, what made you, what made you fall in love with Andre? Well, I can point to the three-touchdown Battle Red versus the Indianapolis Colts game, the Case Keenum game, as the moment where I went from being just kind of dating the Texans to falling madly in love and marrying them. Like, I went out, I lived in North Carolina at the time. I would watch the Texans when they were on TV, but, I mean, I didn't have Sunday tickets, so I didn't get to see all the games. I watched way more college football than I did NFL football at the time. And watched that game and just realized that I knew Andre was great, but just to realize how transcendent he truly was to really watch to really watch him play and to appreciate it. I mean, we went out, me and my now wife got direct TV pretty much the very next day. I have not missed a Texans game since. I TiVoed all of them or DVR them, I don't know what you even call it anymore, but I've watched every single game since. I have dived into researching way more than I ever should about a football team and obsessing about it, and I don't speak as much as Ari does on the uh, on the subreddit, but I do try and throw stuff out there every now and then, and I try and make sure it's always substantial. And, I mean, prior to Andre, like, being a Texan was just because I was from Texas. And living in the Carolinas, like, I mean, I would hear it. My friends would always give me shit about being from Texas and being so proud about being from Texas. That's a big part of the reason why I became a Texans fan. But that Colts game, the Battle Red game, took me from just being that Texans fan that would look up the uh, season preview on Sports Illustrated, catch the game when it was on, to being the guy that would spend money, buy all the shirts, Listen to every podcast that I can find on the Texans. Listen to the, I even download the morning radio shows from Houston when I, to listen to the Texans now. Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And just because I don't want to miss a player like that on my team ever again. And I missed way too much of his career. And I just don't want to do that again. I, Andre Johnson, it, in my opinion, is not only the greatest Texan and a surefire Hall of Famer, not just because of what he did on the field, but what he does off the field. 
I mean, the more I read about him, the more that I looked into his story growing up, what he does for the kids in Houston now, even after he went to Indianapolis and Titans afterwards, which we'll, we'll all forget in about two years that he ever did that, he still came back to Houston and he took care of the and he took care of those kids and he would take them on their shopping trip. And I just don't have enough words to express what he meant to the city. When Bob McNair brought back the Texans, he said he wanted to bring something back to make Houston proud. He wanted a team to make Houston proud. Andre Johnson made Houston proud. He accomplished what Bob McNair wanted almost single-handedly. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, and there's a lot we're going to get into today. This won't be um, the crazy long podcast that we were, we were actually planning on having. We were planning on going over uh, quite a bit of draft stuff and um, really getting in depth on what, what we were looking at, and especially with the draft only being uh, a week and one day away as we're recording this podcast. As you know, um, and just so you guys know, we're recording this on, on Wednesday the 19th. I'm watching the Rockets game right now, and Oklahoma City is up 16-4, just to guys give you guys an understanding of when we're recording this podcast. Um, I have a lot to say, and, and, and really I think we need to, where we should probably start is, you know, Hall of Fame. Is he, is he a Hall of Fame wide receiver? In my mind, he absolutely is. If you look at being drafted by an expansion, an expansion team and what he was able to accomplish – with what he had at quarterback, yes, and, and before you guys roast me, yes, we had Schaub, and he had a good three to four years with Andre, and that was awesome. Um, but prior to that, I mean, he had nothing. I mean, what, how many how many quarterbacks were there that, that he, he played with? Derek Carr, Tony Banks, Dave Ragone, Sage Rosenthal, Derek Schaub, TJ Yates, Jake Delhomme, Case Keenum, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ryan Mallett. My lord. I mean, are any of those guys even close to Hall of Fame? Absolutely not. Uh, Matt Schaub had, uh, what, two Pro Bowl seasons? Um, but other than that, um, I mean, he that was really all there was to it. And when you think about what he's accomplished in his career, considering who he had at quarterback, um, let's just go over it. 11 in receiving yards all time. 11th in receptions all time. 15th in yards per game average all time. And this could change because there's some active players that are younger, that have a, a less um, sample size. You know, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, those things can definitely change as their career goes on. Um, and then the one area that people will definitely uh, take into consideration when it comes to Canton is uh, he's 40th all-time in TDs, which is what hurts him. Um, but at the end of the day, and then there's two things that honestly go into the TDs. Uh, a lot of people point at quarterback, and that's fine. I, I will give that 75% of it. And Arian Foster. And Arian. But also, the other 25% uh, would have to be the play calling. I mean, when you have a red zone threat like Andre, and he's not getting the ball in the end zone on a regular basis, whether it be a fade route, uh, a slant, whatever it would be, uh, you're misusing the personnel on your team. And I don't want to get into Kubiak too much. I, I liked Kubiak for what he did. At the beginning, obviously, you know, towards the end, things started to fall off, um, you know. But we we definitely didn't use Andre enough in the red zone, um, and, and if we did, I think his his numbers would look a lot better. But I mean, to be eleventh in receiving and receptions, I mean, that just says it all. Uh, that says it all at that point. And I think he is a Hall of Famer. 
I think it's going to be a Andre Reed esque way into Canton. Uh, I, I unfortunately don't think it will be a first ballot thing. Um, if you look at the log jam at wide receivers right now, it, it's going to be tough for him to get in right away. Um, but he has to get in at some point for what he meant to this franchise, which I think will play a part. You know, I think he, he was the best wide receiver for a solid four to five years until Megatron came. I mean, that's just plain and simple. There was nobody better. You've got to take into account. I think they've got to take into account just what he meant to the franchise. I mean, Andre Johnson single-handedly brought us from being just piss poor to being mediocre. Granted, he didn't single-handedly take us to the playoffs. But, I mean, there's only so much a receiver can do, especially with the quarterbacks that he had thrown him the ball. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, and there's a lot that goes into it, you know. And, and who knows what it'll be like five years from now. You know, that's when he'll be eligible to to be voted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, luckily for us, uh, John McClain has a vote, which is great. We obviously know where that's going to go. And there's a couple other people in Houston that have one. Um, and, and honestly, I, I do think that when you look at Andre, you know, we all think that he's underrated. I just don't think that we truly understand how well known he was for what he did in the league because we weren't winning a lot at that time. So there was not a lot of media covering the Texans, but I, I still think the people that paid attention and have votes, I definitely think they know who Andre Johnson is and what he's capable of. And I think that'll play a part. And, and I also think him being the first Texan eligible will, will definitely play a part. Uh, and if you look at what he did, man, not just from a performance standpoint, but but from a stand-up guy. In, 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 in the era of a diva wide receivers, Andre Johnson stood amongst all of them and never showed it. Now, yes, we're going to bring it up, so we'll just mention it now. Yes, the Cortland Inigan fight. Um, but let's be real. Any wide receiver that would have been pushed that far was going to snap. But I don't know if any wide receiver was going to lay the smack down <laughs> the way that Andre laid that shit down on Cortland in again. Um, that was, uh, I'll never forget where I was. That was probably one of my favorite moments. Um, just because you don't see it on a regular basis where a quarterback just gets thrown to the ground, slammed to the ground, knocked to the mouth, and just, and then walked away like it was nothing. <laughs> I mean, he, he acted like, he's like, okay, it's done. I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah, all right, I'm out of the game. He but got a couple of great Mess with hits. me one more time, bro. He got some shots put on him, too. And the fact that, oh, man. I mean, I hate the fight, and I hate that we've even spent, we're going to end up spending like two or three minutes on it. Yep. Because that's not who Andre Johnson it's was. It's not. It's not. That's just... I hate that. A That's lot a man of, pushed to the edge. Yeah, I it hate happens. that a lot of casual fans are going to know him for two things: one for fantasy football, mm. that he never scored touchdowns, and they would always bitch about that. True. And the fight, and that just takes away so much of what made Andre great. Yeah, all you did was all the fantasy football. You're like, oh, he's a wide receiver too. No way, he's a wide receiver one. Yeah. If you. Only knew him for the fight. He probably thought he was just like every other diva wide receiver. Yep. And he this wasn't. That's who he is. Yeah, and there's so many things that go into this guy's personal life from, uh, you know, I'm not sure if a lot of you guys know this, but he had a, he had a friend he went to, went to high school with. Um, he was his best friend. 
um, when he got to the University of Miami, his friend was accepted to a smaller community college. They still became, they were still great friends, best friends, talked all the time. Uh, he had a son, his friend had a son, uh, he died, and Andre Johnson is the godfather of that son. Uh, there's a great E60 on this uh, that talks about Andre and his role uh, with this child and how he takes care of him. Uh, and it, to me, that speaks to who Andre Johnson really is. Uh, you know, find, the mom comes on and talks about how mentally, emotionally, and financially uh, Andre has been there from the beginning. He's fly, flown back and forth in between his um, little league games in football, would help coach him. To me, that's what I will always remember Andre for, are those little things like that. Um, and, and today, just, you know, when during his press conference, if you guys haven't seen it, if, if you if you haven't seen it, it's on HoustonTexans.com. It's a 25-minute video. I've watched it three times today. Uh, me and John just watched it again. Um, it is a very emotional day. It's it's a day that you don't typically see from Andre from the emotional standpoint. He was crying. But, you know, he talks about where he came from in the streets in, in, in Miami. And if you guys have watched the U30 for 30 at all, I mean, that that's pretty much what he grew up in. Um, everything that they were going through at the U is exactly what he was going through at that time. He was anywhere from seven and on up, all growing up in Miami. And, you know, to grow up in the streets and have to deal with drugs and violence and everything else and not having a father and his mom being a single parent working as many jobs as she could to do what he could, you know, to give him the opportunity that he has today. Um, that speaks to Andre Johnson. The Christmas shopping sprees speak to Andre. The floods, most people don't even realize this. He was here during the floods helping people. He was not a Texan at that point. This was, he was a cult. And here he is helping people that are being flooded. The guy's a stand-up player, wide receiver. I couldn't ask for, for honestly, for the best player at this time to be mentioned as a Hall of Fame player. You probably couldn't ask for a better player. And, and to me, and this is something that will be up for debate, I'm sure, and I'm sure John will actually have something to talk about, but to me, he will be the greatest Texan of all time. And obviously, we're early in our in our in our uh, in our franchise, and I know JJ has accomplished so much. But what you look at when you look at what Andre did and what he brought to this team and where he took this team, especially from where they were, I don't know if JJ could have done that. I would. I just don't know if he could have. I don't know if he could have taken them from a meaningless franchise to where they were when he left. I would say that Andre Johnson is currently the best Texan. I don't know where JJ's going to end up, and Andre Johnson is just straight up robbed because he never had a decent quarterback. If we gave him, if he got to play in any sort of offense for an extended period of time, could you imagine the numbers that he would have put up? They would have been crazy. He got three years with Shout? Was yep, it three? Uh, three or four, I think. I mean... And even then, when they once Foster came about, Foster took all the red zone touches. Yeah, uh, no, Arian, Arian played such a big part. You know, I know a lot of people are upset that he hasn't been signed to a one day contract yet, and and retired as a Texan. And I, I just don't think he had a long enough career 
and as much as we love them, I think that that's probably one of the biggest things. And, and it may be something that they wanted to do first with Andre yeah. at the same time. I mean, this could be something that they're talking about. Uh, I don't know for sure. It wouldn't surprise me if Arian comes back halfway through, but Andre had to go first. He had to. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but I, I agree. I, 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 and I love JJ. Everybody loves JJ. We all love JJ. It's JJ. I mean, what can you say? It's JJ Watt, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. First time missing, you know, anything was last year. Uh, obviously, still has a long career to go, but also you have to keep in mind the fact that he's not going to have as long as a career as Andre did. I mean, Andre had what? I think it was two seasons with back-to-back 100 yard or 100 receptions and 1,500 yards. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, he's he's great. I love Andre more than I could possibly love any other player, and I will ever love. And uh, it's a it's it's a great day to celebrate. Andre was a seven time Pro Bowler, a two time first team All Pro, two time second team All Pro, three time NFL Alumni Wide Receiver of the Year. This is without scoring touchdowns. He won that award three times. Yep. Uh, he led the league in receiving twice. He led the AFC three times. Um. He had over 10,000. He's a member of the 10,000 yards receiving club. 13,000 total, I think. He is the only player in NFL history with 60 60 plus receptions in his first eight years. Wow. He has the most games with 10 plus receptions in a season. That's seven, and he's tied with Wes Walker and Brandon Marshall. Interesting. Most seasons with 100 plus receptions. Most seasons with 100 plus receptions and 1,400 yards. Most games with 10-plus receptions. And then, of course, he has just about every Texans uh, franchise record. Every record. Every receiving receiver record that he could, it could be held, he has. Including receiving touchdowns. Correct. <laughs> Which Nuck will likely pass uh, if we can give him a quarterback. If not, he's going to be dealt the same cards that Andre was dealt. But uh, I, I really – one of the reasons I really wanted to have this podcast is, you know, we seem to get caught in the moment a lot. And we start to, you know, we, we don't necessarily forget Andre, but when it comes to DeAndre, we we tend to throw out, I've seen people throw out that DeAndre is better than Andre, that DeAndre is going to be better than Andre. Well, first, if you actually look at their, their, their first four years in the league. You know what? Even if DeAndre ends up being better than, than Andre, that's actually a point in Andre's Column, in Correct. my opinion. Yeah, he, he took him under his wing. Nuke has always, always said that a big portion of his success was because of Andre. He taught him how to be a pro. Yeah. And you hear it all the time. I mean, how often does he bring up Andre's name? I mean, just the other day, they brought up Andre's name. He brought up Andre's name in the press conference. Um. When, it, when he was talking about the draft, he said, you know, I asked Andre, do you, you know, do you watch the draft? Do you pay attention to the draft? He said, no. So I don't pay attention to the draft. I mean, that just shows you. And if you watch Nuck and the way he acts and the way he, he carries himself, it's very Andre-like. In no off-field issues. No, no diva issues. No, I'm the number one wide receiver, feed me the ball issues. He plays angry. He does his job. He blocks. That's all what Andre Johnson did. Yeah. He plays angry, but he doesn't lose, lose his cool unless it's integrated. 
Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, it's great. So, you know, I wanted to get into, and I wanted to read some, so I posted today uh, on the subreddit, I uh, let you guys know that I was, we were going to be talking about this today, and I posted about us signing him today and telling me what your favorite memories of Andre on and off the field were. And, and my mine, and it will forever be, and you guys will remember this, when we played the Cardinals, it's a we're seven yard on the seven yard line on a slant. He catches the ball, gets knocked by a middle linebacker, gets up or stumbles, doesn't get up because he's not knocked down. Hit by a line another linebacker or a corner or safety, and then is hit by somebody else and just tumbles into the end zone. To me, that signif- that 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 is Andre in one play. That's Andre Johnson. Never quit. Work as hard as you can. Determination to get done what you need to get done and what your team needs at that point. That's Andre Johnson. My favorite memory, of, like I already said, was the Battle Red game against the Colts. I mean, just put it in perspective. He made Case Keenum look like an all-pro quarterback. Oh, let's all be real. We thought Case Keenum was the guy at that point. We did. We all were, we all, we all were like, like, that's it. We got our quarterback. We are in. We got Keenum, and he's a U of H Coog. Yeah. Shut up. We thought all those Cougs were, were right on the money when they were they were for him all season. Oh, it's a like, draft. They were right. Yeah, they were. They weren't. They but, weren't right. They were. But for a moment, we had that moment. But cases, cases looked okay. That's another conversation for another day. But, you know, he's had games where he's looked okay. I like Case. Uh, yeah, no. And, and so I wanted to go through a couple of the ones that, that you guys brought in and talked about. So obviously... Obviously, the Finnegan, that was brought up. Uh, but the top upvoted uh, memory was, and I'm going to read this, and it's D. Leafy 625. I love this dude, by the way. First of all, I love all of you guys on this sub. We argue sometimes. We have our different opinions. But at the end of the day, we are Texans brothers. And uh, I, I literally, I, I think we had the best sub out of all the teams on Reddit. Uh, I, I literally, I love refreshing. It's F5 season every day for me. Uh, but D Leafy 625, I've got to say his Christmas shopping sprees always made the room a bit dusty for me. Dre was one hell of a player and one hell of a guy. What he did for the kids, outstanding. Uh, the Jags-Texans game in uh, 2012 with the overtime win, uh, Andre went off for 273 yards. Uh, that was That was great. That was when we used to be able to score points. Uh, yeah, you won me a fantasy matchup that week. Yeah, yeah, we don't do that anymore. We, we don't score points anymore. Uh, we're back to Finnegan again. Uh, the Arizona game. Now, this is another Arizona game. Uh, the Arizona game against Pat Pete where he caught two TDs. At that point in time, by the way, that was Pat Pete's second year in the league, and everybody thought Pat Pete was the number one great corner, him and Revis. And he is. He's a great corner. Great corner. Uh but yeah, he caught those. What else do we got over there, John? Um, we're at. What's so funny? This guy posted, uh, "We we've dog seventy four. He he says the same play as me. He says, but it's potato quality. But it's all I could find. I don't know what potato quality is, but that's awesome. I want potato quality from now on. <laughs> Next time I buy a TV, I'm gonna go to Best Buy. And be like, uh, they're like, yeah, we have the HD. I'm like, no. Do you have potato quality? That that's bad quality. Oh, bad. Okay, bad never mind. Quality. Never mind. Okay. Um, yeah, what, what, do you, what do you have over there? I was, uh, we've got Redditors 2013, 
I was 13 when the Texans were established, and I was just getting into football. I essentially grew up football-wise watching him play and was always fascinated. He's like, I don't have a single memory, but I have a few. Uh, the fourth down play against Washington. God, what a play that was. Of course, the Christmas shopping. Yep. The fight. Yep. And one that I hadn't seen yet, the game-winning TD catch oh, in 2010 versus great. Kansas City. That was a great play, too. Very. That reminds me of the Arizona catch. Uh, so many great moments in, in his life. But being the team guy that Andre is, when he's asked about that one moment that sticks out for him uh, today at the press conference, it was the day we we, we clinched a playoff berth, and then we won in Cincinnati and got our first playoff win. To, I mean, that's there it is again. It's not about the 273-yard game. It's not about the game where he caught the game, the, the overtime uh, catch against Washington, which was by far maybe one of the best Texans games I've ever seen. Uh, when Schaub and McNabb went at it, uh, that was an amazing game. Um, he said when we clinched, and to me that that just, it, again, speaks to Andre's character and who he was. And I uh, Honestly, John, I don't even know what else to, to say anymore about Andre. I... I I hope somehow, some way. I know he's not a vocal guy, so I don't see him as a coach. I don't see him do, doing too many things. But I can tell you the day that we win a Super Bowl, Mr. McNair is going to get one made specifically for Andre. Oh, I'm sure they'll find something for him to do in the organization. I mean, yeah. he just what he does for Houston and what I said earlier, he fulfilled McNair's promise. I and just, we've stuck to it ever since. We have. I mean, that's what we do. And, and, you know, other franchises knock us for it. But, you know, honestly, it's one of those things that I'm a father. You're a father. You know, sports is great, you, you know, and, and you want the best players on the on the field. But to say that we're a franchise that doesn't take into consideration or, or not even take into consideration, just we don't even think about it. If you have character issues, you're just not a part of this team. That's all there is to it. And, and I love that about my team. For some of y'all younger guys that I think only know Andre because of the fight, I mean, a lot of the comments were about the fight. And yes, that fight stands out. It was fun. It was the best moment I've ever seen. <laughs> it was the best moment I've ever seen. But I knew Andre at that time. I knew that wasn't Andre. I knew it. I knew it. But when Sideshow Bob came in and pushed him in his head, he said, you know what, fuck you. Got this shit he said, fuck down. you. <laughs> Try me one more time, bro. Try me one more fucking time. And he did. And he laid him the fuck out. That's all there is to it. And this will probably be the most cussing you will hear on our podcast. But that's exactly what happened. There's no other way for you to say what happened. That's what happened. That's true. That's what happened. But the point that I was trying to say is go back and watch some of his older highlights. Um, you won't be disappointed. Watch his top ten. There's so many of the plays that... I mean, there, there was a time where he was the only player that was really worth watching. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you guys need, if you young guys need any, any references or, or you guys are looking to, you know, I really want to, I really want to see some, you know, what, what everybody's talking about. Why is he known so great? Message me on Reddit at Young Ari Gold. I will put together a full electronic press kit for you. And you will be able to watch and witness some of the things that we able to, we were able to witness, and ho- and hopefully you'll be able to see, you know, DeAndre do some of the stuff that Andre did um, moving forward, and you know, hopefully we get a quarterback, right, John? 
Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, sorry. Never mind. Never mind. All right, we weren't going there today. We weren't going there. Uh, Pat Mahomes, by the way, came out and said that Bill O'Brien loves me. I, I just read that. Yeah, so that's great. Now Arizona's going to trade up and get him. Uh, all right, anyways, um, that's it, guys. We really don't have too much more. I know we were going to give you guys a lot of draft stuff. What we're going to do other um, is get together next week. We're going to try to get together a little bit earlier so we can give you guys something to uh, talk about before the draft on Thursday, try to get it up and published. Uh, you guys can find us on iTunes at Texans. Just search Texans Unfiltered. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. And if there's any other places that you guys want us to be, send me a message. Uh, you can send us an email at TexansUnfiltered at gmail.com, and we will definitely address it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TXNS underscore unfiltered. And we will uh, respond via Twitter or Instagram as well. We have a, we don't have a Snapchat. We're trying to get a Snapchat. We're a little old. Snapchat's not really for us. But if you young guys need us to have one, I'll get one and we'll we'll keep it up to date, I promise. I'll try. We'll I'm not gonna promise. We'll, I'll try. We'll figure it out. We wanna be we wanna end up being the most interactive of all the Texans podcasts, like the three of them. Yep. Um so we wanna do things with the people on Reddit, we wanna do things with people on on Facebook Live, we wanna do things on Twitter, and we'll start coming up with them and hopefully we'll even take suggestions. What do y'all want? What do y'all wanna do? Um, yeah, we just look forward to it. We're going to leave you with something a little bit more about Andre. Hopefully you can listen to it and get a little weepy eyed or get hyped up and go run through a wall. Yep. But wait, before we do that next week, we got a Clemson alumni coming to challenge John on his Deshaun Watson theories and how he thinks he sucks. Cause that's basically what he said last week. If you listen to the podcast and Deshaun Watson blows and we shouldn't take him. That's what he said. So, a little bit of hyperbole. Uh, I mean, little, little is, bit it, of hyperbole. is it? I don't know. Look, you guys can find it. That one's actually posted on SoundCloud right now. Uh, I lost my iTunes password, so I was not able to recover it. And they do like a new thing where you have to wait three days to get a recovery for it. It's stupid. But that one will be up on iTunes as soon as I get the text message to set up my password change. And then this will be up as soon as possible as well. We're looking to get this to you guys by, I would say, no later than Friday. And next week, Deshaun Watson... Patrick Mahomes, John, and my boy, Timothy Fitzpatrick, are going to go head-to-head talking about who the Texans should take with that quarter, with that pick in the first round. And uh, this is Texans Unfiltered, and we're out of here.